Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. Welcome back, collaborators, to another episode of The Collab here with my co-host, Megan Marsh. Today, we wanted to talk to you about powerful presentations with your customers. Megan and I were really big into doing presentations with our real estate agents, so even for your business to business. And we wanted to just talk about some of the tools and how it could progress your business. In the last episode, we kind of talked about thought leadership. And this kind of still follows into that, right? Because when you do presentations, people look up to you as a thought leader. So now we thought maybe we would discuss some of these things. And Megan is really great. She's got tons of tools. So I know she's going to provide some value here. Yeah, well, you know, we're starting, we started one of the last episodes, and we want to continue on with our, you know, what's on our plate, where we're going to share with you what we're working on, just kind of that behind the scenes look at business because you know we're not just running our main business we've got this new business we're starting and it's hard and so hearing what we're struggling with and how we're solving things and you know the choices of our time we're hoping will help you with what you're doing and so Jeray do you want to share what is on your plate this week yeah. Speaking of choices of time, we have been seeking out a, a new coaching program. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things is that we've been seeking out a coaching program to kind of fit both of our businesses. Because at the same time, it's been trying to find somebody who understands the mortgage business, but at the same time understands courses and what it takes to do that. So we, Megan and I have always believed in coaches and mentors. So this time we were like, okay, we can't do this by ourselves. Again, we got to get smart. We got to hire somebody. It's going to cost us. But in the end, we're going to make up that revenue. And so Megan did some research. We, I think we talked to maybe three or four beforehand. And neither of us went, yeah, 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 to either of those coaches. We said, okay, maybe. But then this last one, there was just something about it. I think that I connected for a reason. Megan's been following this person for a reason. They understood the financial aspect of it. But then they also had coaches who had launched courses, which was really important to us because we wanted to get that second business going. So that's what we're working on the collab. We're working on a a 90-day sprint. It's. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty intense. One of the homework assignments was supposed to be like 10 to 15 hours long. But that's what it takes to get to the next level. You need people who are at that level or the level that you want to be at to teach you those things. And honestly, some of those things are are, are basic, right? They're, they're having us write out our vision again. But you've always got to re... Because when you hit a milestone or a goal, you've got to revisit what that vision looks like. Like, okay, Megan and I talked about it. We were like, yeah, when we first started, we wanted to make XYZ. Now we're kind of almost at that point. We've got to revisit our vision. What does that look like now? So in regards to time, one of the things I've been working on is starting to take off on every other Friday. So I've definitely been trying to work on that because it's going to give me then... It's going to push me to focus those other four days fully, right? Like I know that I'm going to take off Friday. So that means Monday through Thursday, I've got to get done what I've got to get done. That's one thing. 
And to be honest with you, the other thing in the mortgage company that we're working on, and it happens as a business owner, sometimes you feel like maybe your team needs an extra push or an extra lift. I wouldn't say that they're falling behind, but we've been grinding. I mean, we've been grinding really hard for well over a year and a half. We had COVID hit, we hired 10 new employees, we had the refi boom, you know, and so, and we're in growth mode. We brought on more people even after those 10 people. And so now we're trying to figure out how can we give our team that extra boost to keep them going, to keep them appreciating each other, what we have, the culture we have what they build, what they do matters because that's always been big to Megan and I. We love appreciating our team. And to be honest, we've just been swamped, like slammed. Years ago, we did an amazing retreat, which I think really rejuvenated us. And so with the mortgage company, that's kind of what we're looking at right now is how can we rejuvenate them, get them together, make them feel proud of their accomplishments, let them know that they're appreciated, that their work does matter. And so if you're a business owner, make sure that you're you're looking into that, you know, that you're not just slave driving your team. So Megan, what are some of the things that, uh, that are on your plate? All right. So Andre and I do try to divide and conquer between the different things in the company. So with Keystone, I have been doing a focus on recruiting. And, you know, we're trying to beef up our, our bench for our staff and just have like meet and find other people who are looking for opportunities. We're looking for, you know, loan officers, Mm -hmm. which it's really hard in our industry to recruit salespeople because we just had one of the best years in, you know, the industry. So people don't necessarily want to move until things start going wrong. But, you know, laying the foundation, connecting with people now is important. So I've been creating video messages that I'm sending. I would love to hear from any small business owners on things that work for you on recruiting. Honestly, it's an area that I feel I still need to work on. And then for the collab, you know, like Andre said, this new coaching program has been very, what's the word? I thought we had our crap together. I was like, oh, you know, we need this coach who is like understands we have this service business that we're, you know, growing, but hey, we're in really good shape here. And literally two weeks in, the coach we're working with is like, yeah, you're in the weeds. And we're like, what? She's like, we can't even like move forward on the stuff we have to work on for the course until we go back to this. So that was pretty humbling to know, even with how far we have come, that it's not even close to where the top dogs are. Yeah. And it's why everyone needs coaching. You need to surround yourself. You need those mastermind groups. I am personally working on... My husband and I are trying to do an addition to our house. We've outgrown it a little bit. And so I'm trying to get my own personal refinances and financials done. And then I also shared on a previous episode that I'm really trying to find somewhere to give back in the community. And I have this calling for helping women, specifically women in sales and finance. And I discovered this weekend that there are a bunch of uh, colleges and universities that have started sales programs. And that one of the biggest issues they're facing is getting women to join these sales courses and programs. And women are so good at sales. We are natural relationship builders and sales jobs are lucrative. They're flexible. And so changing that narrative is is something I would like to do. So I'm going to dig into that a little bit more. So to be continued. Maybe. Um, yeah. And I started CrossFit. CrossFitting. So I've been going now. You know, I've... I've 
I kind of tested the waters, but <laughs> the last few weeks I've been going two to three times. So I'm ready to get back in back in shape. Gonna unleash the beast. Gonna unleash no, I <laughs> promised my husband I would not unleash the beast. <laughs> for all of you listening, I can never do anything partially or and when I started CrossFit. I don't know, it was like six or seven years ago. I almost made it to the games on ESPN as a 32-year-old mom. Gosh, such a bonehead. Like, you go, it is. I mean, I was an athlete, so it's where I excel. It's where I feel good, right? But I just need to do it to feel healthy. So three days a week is plenty. And we'll see where that takes me. But it does feel good. And I love going for an hour. And like, I don't think about anything except like, it, it helps me with like my mental toughness and mental awareness more than anything, like pushing myself. So I do, I, I need to be working out. It's really good for me. Agreed. It is good. So I know that we're talking about presentations today and that you love presentations. So why don't you kind of start us off here a little bit and give us some insight into that for, for our yeah. listeners. Yeah. So I, I want to share with you something that made me really want to have a podcast for all of you listening because you know present it, it, presentation and presenting information is probably my favorite way of earning business and it, it really comes down to learning how to present the right way which is you know what we're going to cover today you know we're going to go through kind of three different areas of presenting to help you become a better presenter, we're going to break down the key areas are going to be the, you know, number one, the information that you should include in your presentation. Number two, the message and how you engage. And then we're going to dig into like some of the tools. And so the reason I did want to record this is something happened with my 10 year old son a couple weeks ago. And it just proved the point to me about how important your presentation skills need to be today in 2021. So my 10-year-old son, he came home a couple weeks ago and said, you know, mom, you won. You won the bracket. And he was like beaming from ear to ear. And here I am think, like looking at him. I'm like, I won? He's like, yeah, you won the entire bracket. And, you know, we're right now we're in what I think it just finished March Madness basketball bracket like that. And so I'm like scratching my head like, what's he talking about? And he pulls out this bracket and he's like, see, look. And he points and he shows me right in the middle of the bracket was the the book was a book. So it was, oh, the places you'll go. And, you know, what happened was, so I'll kind of rewind here to tell you what led up to this because then it clicked. And then it was like my brain starts thinking business from this. So it was Read Across America Week a couple weeks ago. And his teacher asked if any parents would read for Read Across America. I agreed to do the reading. And, you know, he, I got assigned, they assigned you the book. It wasn't like you picked it out. So I got, oh, the places that you'll go. And because of COVID, we had to read virtually to a class of 28 10-year-olds, which my son can't pay attention. <laughs> and I assume most other 10-year-olds can't. And so, you know, if it's not Minecraft, video games, jumping on his bike, it just doesn't hold their attention. And so, you know, for me, I'm thinking... Yeah, I didn't really think anything of it until the morning of that I had to call in around noon. And I'm like, literally sitting there thinking, how on earth am I going to engage these kids when I learned I'm reading to them through Zoom? They're not even going to be able to see like the book pages. 
right? And yep. so that's when I was like, okay, I got to figure something out here. And so the very inquisitive person that I am, I opened up good old YouTube, did some research. And, you know, sure enough, there were some videos on how to, it was mainly for teachers, but like how to teach through Zoom, how to, you know, actively do reading things. And it was a five minute video that said, if you take pictures of the book pages, you put them into PowerPoint. When you get into Zoom, you can pull the pages up so they don't look at the screen. And it was so easy. So here I'm taking the pictures of the pages. I had my assistant put them in there. And at 12 o'clock, I jumped into this, you know, on with their class. And I read my book with this virtual background as the pages. And I'm like this little person that is in front of the pages. And then what I also did was I played this game of two truths and a lie. So every few pages, just to make sure they were listening, I would say things that happened. So I would have, you know, the two truths and a lie or what is it? Two lies and a truth, whichever one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what I didn't know about this was that the kids were voting every day. I think they had two or three parents read a day. I didn't know they were voting on their favorite book that was read to them throughout the two weeks. And, you know, I didn't know they were going to have a reading bracket, none of that. And so when my son came home, beaming from ear to ear that I had won the bracket, I'm sitting here going, okay, oh, the places you'll go, like Dr. Seuss is a good author, like it's a classic book, but it it couldn't be that much better than other books that were picked. Like there was one difference in what I did. Like no other parent put the book up as their virtual background. No other parent did two truths and a lie. Like it was what, it was how I engaged them. It was the experience they had when I presented that book to them. Yeah. And there's, you know, now that you're saying all of that, there's so much power in your presentation, the way that you do that. doesn't matter what age, you know, you just have to figure out what is it that's going to engage them or how to present in a manner that's not monotone or normal per se. So let's break down a few key areas to help all of those listening understand what you need to learn try and get better at presenting the information to make it powerful. So that way you can either earn more business or become the leader in your industry. And so as Megan said before, we're going to review some information, which is the information to include in your presentation, the message and how you engage the people watching or listening, or if you're doing it in a room, and the platforms and resources and some of the tools that you can use. So the first takeaway is what are you telling, teaching or showing them? Does the content within matter? Yeah. And I love this. I love this. Okay. So and this is a hard thing. You, ha- it, This is a mindset thing. And nobody thinks about presenting information as a mindset thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you thinking? When you're going to present something, it's about your product. It's about your company. It's mm-hmm. about the yeah. book, right? We see it. We even see our own loan officers do that. Oh, I mean, it is a complete mind shift. Mind yeah. shift where you have to think differently. And I don't even think I got this. You know, I don't know what clicked for me. But, you know, I want everyone listening to ask themselves the next time you're presenting info to people who I don't care who it is. What are you what are you putting in there the content? Is it about your product? Or is it about them and what they want and what they need? It cannot be about you. And 
Just another quick example that I wanted to bring up because I've seen this over and over and over again is that two of our loan officers had to go do a presentation in front of a new group of real estate agents. I think there were like 16 new agents there, which is a good amount of real estate agents. And Dre, what would you say a normal loan officer does when they go present information? Oh, I can only guess such as we do FHA loans, we do VA loans, here's some donuts. I'm the best. Call me. Right. Like, here's our product. (laughs) Here's what we do. And we don't mean to do it. Like, we've all been there. Yeah. But so I went with them and I put together this, this presentation. I'll call it, Did You Know? Okay. And... Instead of going over loan products, which is the things that we sell, and instead of going over who Megan is, who Keystone is, who these loan officers are, a couple of the questions and slides and stuff that we had, the first one was, self-employed individuals can save themselves how much in taxes if they buy and write off a 179 vehicle? And the answer, they had to choose one, was they could save $15,000, okay? So here's what I'm doing. It has nothing to do about how we help their clients. I'm sharing with them because they're self-employed that, hey, did you know if you buy the right vehicle that you could save 15000 on taxes? Like, who doesn't want to save 15000 on taxes? And then the second one is, you know, a, there was a technique that we use in our company where we can, we show home buyers how they can put 15% down and not have mortgage insurance. So we posed it as a question. You know, Keystone Alliance has a loan product that makes your job easier when listing clients' homes because it allows your sellers who are buying to not feel like they need 20% down, okay? And then the last one I wrote down was renovation loans. Instead of going in and talking about renovation loans, in the presentation, I put one of the ways to get a client under contract quicker is to use a... and then gave them options. So... What I was doing is I was trying to connect with them. Like, yes, the product was behind it, but I was instead saying how to get a client under contract quicker, right? That's what they want. The answer is, yes, the renovation loan. I didn't put stuff about renovation loans up. I said, like, let's talk about ways to get people under contract quicker. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about making your life easier as a listing agent. Let's talk about saving money as you as a self-employed independent contractor. So the content that you're telling has to be something that touches them personally and adds value to them. It has nothing to do with what you offer. And your consumer or your presenter will eat that stuff up if you talk to them in a way that's adding value to them. I love that. Yeah. And what was interesting was I went to help my loan officers and the owner of the company who had allowed us in, I ran into her a week or two ago and she's like, my agents have asked me five different times when you're going to come back and do uh, this tax savings presentation. Nothing to do with mortgages, right? People just want to know how you can help them. <laughs> That's all, right? But if you can help them in that way, these same uh, real estate agents have started using our team. And that's what matters. Yeah, Because we're offering absolutely. value. And uh, that's, that's what it's about, is offering value to those you're presenting to. Yeah. And, and so... You know, I know you've done what, what before we go into the second piece of this is, you know, what are some of the presentations, for example, once again, just so people understand when you've gone out, we've done a couple together virtually, but, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't 
can stop talking about mortgages. What were some of the topics that you discussed? Yeah, so, and this is what I love about our relationship is that we both have different ways of doing things and different topics. And so we can share that with each other and our team. And at first, I was that loan officer who would go out and present topics. But like you said, I can't remember when it clicked, but it started being about what could I do to help my real estate agents to grow their business, right? They were already having presentations of every lender telling them that they do the same product. So some of the ways that I started doing it was teaching them strategies on social media. I mean, and they just... Right. And and so that that made it for an easy presentation, you know. And so if you're listening, you know, sit down and write a bunch of things that you're good at. What are you really good at? Like literally, what are you really good at? What can you teach somebody? And sometimes you may think that it's the dumbest thing in the world. I can tell you, I don't know how to use Excel, but a lot of people probably do. So, you know, just write down all the things you're good at. And one of the things for me was social media. Agents didn't understand how to use it. They didn't understand the algorithm. They didn't understand how many times to post, when to post, what you should be posting. And so they really ate that up. One of the other things that I really like doing is sharing personal stories. As I've mentioned, just, you know, I've said it before, but I came from nothing, right? And so letting people understand that I am just that same exact person that they are. But if they're willing to put in the work a little bit, they're willing to have the right mindset, they're willing to work hard, be a good person, you can achieve the level of success that you want to. There's absolutely nothing stopping you from doing that but yourself. So just kind of relating personal stories was also a great one to give that people empowerment, right? So when you're doing a presentation, come from a place of, look, this is where I was at. This is not you know, I wasn't always this person. I got here by doing XYZ or by having this kind of mindset. And so those are really my favorites to teach social media and mindset and influence, you know, just just to lift other people up. No, you're right. And it's getting down to their level, like you said, and that's how the personal stories come in, I think. Kind of the second piece of it is the... I didn't know because we really just talked about like the content in there, but then how you present it, right? Like I just talked about a way that I took just plain old PowerPoint and, you know, put it up in my son's reading. But I think this is one of the most important pieces. I don't know if I would put it first or second, because if you if you can't get them to to listen to you and engage, if you can't get them to listen to this valuable information, like you have to find ways to stand out. You have to, because if not, then it just becomes another presentation. And right. I'll be honest, kind of you and I kind of talk about conferences. <laughs> the the well, I'm just going to say one of the conferences we went to. I'll just yeah. put it that. You were like, so how was that conference? And I replied back to you and I said, it was the same, you know? But yeah, that's a great, that's a, a, a great perspective to bring up. Make sure that you're being different because if not, then it just becomes the same thing. Yeah. And so I wanted to share with anyone listening some of the different things that you and I have done that is different, right? And how you create, like creating something different and creative and out of the box. And you can test these things out with your employees, your team, your family. Because I'll be honest, like the first couple times we tried one of the tools we'll go over in our three, in our third key point, like it screwed up. I couldn't get the link to work right. Like it, it took some times, right? Remember that? I'm so frustrated. And you're going to get frustrated. I want you to know that. Anytime you try yeah. something new, you are missing something. But uh, now, now we use this one like game app type platform in mm-hmm. our training, right? And how much more engaged is our team when we do that? Oh, it's 
it makes a huge difference, especially when you're doing it with your audience that you're presenting to. to. Instead of them listening to you all the time, now they feel like they're a part of the presentation. It makes a huge difference. The I didn't do the the whole like engaging thing, but the last presentation I did about Puerto Rico, I asked a question, right? Because I wanted... And I asked them to raise their hands because I wanted them... I wanted to see who was paying attention, who was listening. So I, you know, I said by a raise of hands, who's been to Puerto Rico. So then that way I could kind of get them to like the attention was on me. So they would focus on, on the presentation. So mm-hmm. asking your audience questions, right? And making sure that they're paying attention is also a great, a great way to, to get them to engage. No, I agree because so much is virtual now. And so people have even more at their fingertips. They can text, they can jump on social media, they can shoot an email out, right? Mm -hmm. So changing things up. One of my favorites that I did a number of years ago, then recreated it just in the last year or two. Do you remember what we did with all of the loan officers in training? We had them tested out. And then we went over to a real estate office with that game we created. Yes. And so instead of like going once again with slides, we literally created a board game that proved the point of like their borrower's experience, right? But they play, I mean, we all went over. Yeah. They were yelling at each other, rolling the dice, like, and it wasn't a perfect board game. Like we laminated it, poster board size, like <laughs> things could be better, but it was so creative. It's creative and nobody's ever done that. And it shows them like how you are creative as a professional and how you're going to work with them. Yes. And so okay. that, that's just a big thing that I've always tried to think of. It's how can we think outside of the box? And, and I think that you even, when I was doing the presentation, one of your words was, you know, use, use thought provoking questions, right? So, mm-hmm. Thought provoking things that make you make your audience believe that they could do that or make them make their wheel start turning like, you know what, that doesn't seem as hard as it 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 is. Let me just get started somewhere. Getting your audience to move, you know, moving them with thought provoking questions is is always a great one as well. Cause that's usually how I start to kind of get motivated a little bit, you know, when people ask me questions or they make a comment that's thought provoking. And then I start to think to myself, shit, if they can do that, I can do that. Or, you know, if so-and-so did that, then I can definitely do that, you know? And that's what they'll be thinking too. Like if you work with like, if you're client facing, it helps me, it helps people relax. If you work with B2B, other business owners for referrals, it gives them ideas for their business. Once again, it's usually all about them. And that's okay. We're the same way. We all want to know how to get better, learn. And so standing out will definitely help you create relationships. Agreed. And so, you know, just to kind of wrap it back up or summarize it for any of you listening, and is that it doesn't necessarily or shouldn't be necessarily about your product or your service and what it does, the pros, the cons, the this, the new. It really needs to focus more on the way that you are showing up and how you keep their attention. And and I just want to make sure your experiences have been the same because we did build our businesses separately because it's in different areas. And now that Mm -hmm. it's one, it's a whole. But so if you're new, if people are new and they're listening, if they don't know everything about products and this and that, that's okay. Because it's not always about the product. No, I agree. It's not. So I wanted to make sure then that for for the third piece is, okay, what are these 
what are these platforms and tools that, that we're using? Like, what are some of the things, you know, I'll let you start and share the one we use with the team. Yeah, so Kahoot was a good one. I think we learned about that one in 2017. At the end of 2017, we learned about Kahoot, which is really game-changing. I mean, to engage people and, you know, they can do it right on their mobile device. It, it's, a, it's a great game. Another one that you love to use is Prezi, like an upgraded version, really, of, of a PowerPoint right? Like a super upgraded version. Yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. It's so different than other platforms. But like, so there's a learning curve on it on how like you use it. It's kind of like a whiteboard, but you can upload PowerPoint into it. I And you know what, just real quick, one presentation that I used to love to do was that I used to love to do at the very beginning, I would play this Olympic video. And it was like super loud and super like motivating. Mm-hmm. But that was really a, to get them going. Like the music was hype, 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 hype. So that that's one of my favorite things to do too in a presentation. Yeah, and not everyone might not know. So if you haven't ever tried Prezi, Prezi added Prezi Video, which I've been testing because it has another whole learning curve with it. But it is so different and creative, and a newer one that. <laughs> I, I haven't even shown Andre yet that I've been testing out is called Powtoon. And it is really cool. Powtoon, explain everything's another whiteboard, but I think Prezi is better. And if you really don't want to make anything, if you don't have the capability, you can go to places like Creative Market or Slidebean and you can buy like the templates for $10, $15 and then just put your own information in there. Really like Kahoot and Prezi and that type of stuff. It's just, it's a way to show that info, okay? What we'll do for our wrapping it up tip is um, in the show notes, I'm going to create a few screen shares with some links to this stuff so you can go check it out and see it. Just a couple minute ones so you can see these in action because it really will make you stand out you know, from everyone else. And so we kind of wanted to wrap this up and give you kind of those like, pro tips, some pro tips of things you can start using naturally that anybody can use in presentations. So like I use, I do a lot of scripting and not scripting like using word for word, but like if something works really well. So for example, I I like to, when I present, I like to use the crystal ball, right? So if you're trying to get across to people, and share information. You can say things to them when you're presenting. You can create little videos and add it to your presentation saying, you know, I want you to look into your crystal ball and pretend it's three years down the road. Like, what does it look like for you? Right? What would what would change if you if you did this instead? Right? And we talked earlier in the podcast about, you know, I talked about saving fifteen thousand in taxes. What what would that mean for your family if you had fifteen thousand more in your pocket? Right? really get get them thinking about that. And then the other pro tip that we had, which you brought up already, Dre, but just to kind of reiterate it, is using questions to get people thinking. I tell our sales team, they should have a question. You know, it could be a notebook. It could be... Uh, mine is electronic. It's right in Evernote. I literally have a power questions listed out. I probably have 40 different types of questions because you can tell somebody something, but when you ask them, it they process it. So I would suggest for all of you, pick one of the things we're going to link in the show notes to go and start using with your team. 
use something at your next presentation and then start creating your your questions to get people processing the information and, and understanding the value that you're bringing. Yeah, those are some great pro tips, Meg. And the reason that we really wanted to bring up uh, presentations today is because even before COVID was happening, presentations were big. And now, you know, we don't really know when COVID is going to fully go away. So presentations via Zoom, presentations via Prezi, via presentations every which way are going to be big. So making sure that you're getting ahead of the curve. And we wanted to give you some of those tools and resources. So with that being said, you know, what are some of those small steps that you're going to take this week, this month to start creating a powerful presentation? In the last episode, I had talked about how I delayed doing a presentation for nearly 5 weeks. When by the time I was done with it, I was a little upset because I was like, wow, this was little... It wasn't as easy as I thought it was, but I was really happy what I had done, accomplished in a week. So imagine if you start pre- even putting 30 minutes aside a day and putting something together for your business to business consumers or for your clients, what that's going to do to your business, what that's going to do to your authority, what that's going to do to your confidence in saying, wow, I put this presentation together. What other presentations can I put together? So we're going to provide some some show notes for you and some YouTube links where you can find some more information. And Meg, what else do you have for us? No, the only other thing that just crossed my mind because I, for all of us, I think the new the generations that are coming out of college, like they're learning this stuff, and that's where they're going to start passing us if we don't keep educating ourselves. If you have kids, grandkids, ask them to teach you this, and you know. It's just something new. And so, you know, I just challenge everyone to to keep stretching and keep learning just one new thing, one new thing a week, one new thing a month that gives you that competitive edge because everyone else wants to learn it too. It's just who's going to have the discipline to learn it. And then, you know, like we talked about in our previous episode, that that's what creates you as that thought leader. So, you know, it all ties together. And, you know, for us, it's the whole reason why we have this podcast is to share things with you that will help you with elevating you as a professional. It helps your business grow. Just all those little nuggets and things that will push you forward in your business. Yes. Love that. And as always, if uh, you have any questions, comments, we would love to hear from you. And if there are any tools that you use that you think would be beneficial to our listeners or to ourselves, we'd love to hear what tools you're using or what presentations you have, or even maybe what what particular techniques you use when doing presentations, because we're all about learning. So you make sure you can email us at hello at thecollablife.com. And if you like what you heard today, please make sure to give us a review. That really helps us a lot just to understand that what we're providing you is of value. You can find us on Spotify, on iTunes. And as always, you can find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. And I think that's about all. And you can always find us at thecollablife.com. Anything else you want to tell our listeners today, Meg? No, I'm just excited about some of the episodes we have coming up. We're, we're just excited to share with you and keep sharing the progress that we're making on our new journey in our new business, <laughs> falling on our face. But we appreciate everyone who has listened so far. We'd love to get to know you. The other thing you can do is you know take a picture of the episode and tag us on Instagram to show us, ask those questions. We'd love to... If, if there's a tool, like Andre said, let us know what it is. We'll share it on one of the next episodes with other mm-hmm. people. 
And we want to know who shared that with us because that's what this is all about is collaborating together, getting better together. We are we are little businesses, small businesses. We're peanuts here. We have to work together if we're going to get better. So thank you for joining us. And we can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye, collaborators. Thank you so much for joining us today, collaborators. If you found value or got some piece of information out of this, make sure to find us at thecollablife.com. You can also join our Facebook group and our Facebook page at The Collab. On YouTube, you can find us at The Collab. On Instagram, you can find us at The Collab Life. We also do a Facebook Live every Tuesday at 4 o'clock where you can get some more valuable information in our group. We also release our brand new episodes every single Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions or there's anything that we can do for you, any value that you would like to add to our business, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at hello at thecollablife.com. 